Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. As, as many of y'all know, I take the month of January and try to like slow down a little bit. And, and of course, we've Kate and I had some uh, personal loss last year, and um, so we really needed January to do the calendar for the rest of 2020. And what happened was we were up here um, and we went over and, and visited somebody that's a, been a really good friend of ours, and uh, we just I needed to play music. I gotta play music. It heals the soul. And, I, and my guitar, like, so I'm sponsored by Ring Song Guitars, that carbon fiber guitar. Yeah. And the thing in the back, I'd plugged in and plugged out so many times in the last three years that it actually, like, I was plugging in and it was falling out. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it almost sounds crazy. And it was, because I was like, what I, I wore out my guitar, the metal part on the carbon fiber guitar. And so I called up Rain Song and it's like, oh, just, that's a cheap little fix. So I took it down to, the guy's name's Alan. He said he played oh, yeah. here. Yep, yep, Alan. He's AM music here. AM music, yep. yeah. In Great Davenport. guy. Yep. And, he, and he, I was like, well, I'm going to go to this open mic and just play because I just need to play in public because it's what musicians need to do at times. Oh, yeah. And he said, Where are you going? And I told him, He's like, Oh, no, no, no. That's not. You need to go. And, and what's the name of this place again? The it's Gypsy Highway. Gypsy Highway. Y'all forgive me. <laughs> so I came to the Gypsy Highway. Dude, you're, you're the owner. Yep. You're a veteran. I didn't know this. You had a stage full of veterans. The drummer was a veteran. The guy in the harmonica was a veteran. The guy in the bass player's dad was in Korea. It blew my mind. And there was a bunch of veterans in the audience, and I had a great time. And Kate and I sat out here and danced and just, did we dance? No, we didn't. It's hard to get Kate to dance. So, like, <laughs> no shocker. <laughs> but we had a good time in the food. Now, your wife, boy cooks some of the best food I've ever ate. Thai. Oh, yeah. She's famous amongst our circle of friends here. You know what's crazy? <laughs> so I went with Sergeant Holden, if you're on Sergeant Holden. Um, and if you're not, Sergeant Holden's wife, Dang, has a, the Thai house right outside of Fort Benning, Georgia, which is... It, it, I used to say, if you're going to go out to eat and you want Thai, go there. Now I can say without any hesitation, there's two places you can get authentic Thai It'll blow your mind, especially for somebody like me. I don't eat milk and cheese and all that, so I got all these restrictions, and I don't like a lot of hot, but I like a little spice, you know? Like, oh, yeah. And so here we have it. And, and I found it all right here, and then I came back again because I just had to get a fix of, of you on that blues guitar. <laughs> now, you guys are, like, great musicians. Well, thank you. And um, You sound great yourself. Thank you. And, I, I mean, I had a good time. And so, so I wanted to come here. And and then and then it struck me, Virgil. I feel like I'm in the Aeneid in some ways. Like, that just hit me, like because I have this classical background in education-wise. Where you know the Aeneid, Virgil, shooting that big bow and yeah, the warrior. That's I don't know if you know all. But have you read all those books? I'm familiar with it. It's like one of the greatest warriors of all times. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Here we are, and I wanted to do a vet church interview with you because I love this place. And well, thank you. And we're in Davenport, Iowa. Yep, Davenport, Iowa, and, vacation um, capital of the world. 
it, you know, and we took a, a month up here in this area and uh, hung out right across the river. They have legal weed. <laughs> and uh, we're right by the Mississippi River, so a convenient place to be, that's for and, sure. And Virgil has some incredible. What is, I'm drinking the stout. Yeah, that's actually a local stout uh, from uh, Bent River Brewery over Moline. It's got yeah. this coffee stout. Oh, it's called it's Uncommon. Good. It is tasty. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. Um, so we're going to do a vet church interview. And, and starting out, I wanted to, because uh, this is the first one in 2020, and it, it was a place that helped me feel relaxed. You know, and, and and sometimes I think music speaks to the soul in such a way, like coming off of the death of our grandmother, and, and it was a rough year last year. I don't know how many, like the year before we did 60-something thousand miles on the road. I don't know what we did last year. We sold our house, so I'm kind of officially a homeless vet. Although we have a, we, we bought a travel trailer while we were up here, and I have one that I had built out down in Florida, but... We're switching that out because we know we got a bathroom now, and we still rent somewhere. You know, we got an address and all that. Sure. Stuff. But um, but I needed rest and relaxation. And I found something here. I found a community of people that like we talk about getting together and caring for one another. And you said tonight a great band's coming in. Yeah, we got a really good band tonight. Yep. And um, and there's people here. Like I was blown away. And I've come back. I've been here two Tuesdays, and the amount of incredible musicians has blown my mind. Just walking up from the bar, grabbing a guitar, right, guys? I mean, they get it blew me away. Like who? And I know I, I I'm part of the last honky talk music series. I know about music, <laughs> and these guys and girls were good and oh, are good. And like, if you're gonna come to somebody, you want to come to Gypsy Highway if you're in Davenport, Iowa, and play. And and for the rest of the folks in the last honky talk music series. You want to do a good show you got to get a hold of these guys i mean this is if you're in this area there's people here that like music and that's what we're about you know we, we're a bunch of singers songwriters um there's a bunch of us yeah in the last honky tonk and and i wanted to give you some stuff well music's one of those things that uh, kind of heals the soul you know so we'll get all the commercials out of the way with dat sauce one of our supporters in the last honky tonk music series and i gave one to your wife poi oh did you okay, and uh, thank she you. liked it she she gives it the approval and uh, there's like $100 worth of downloads on here. Nice. And, um, but Dad Sauce supports us. Okay. A little bit of hot and a whole lot of flavor right out of Morgan City, Iowa. So that's for you. Well, I'm excited to try that. And then... Um, Dad Sauce. I, you know, like my my next album, Chad Foucault of uh, Maison Fou. These guys in Louisiana, I've jacked every, their names up and everything. But, <laughs> but uh, Maison Fu Entertainment is doing my um, my next album. And we decided instead of, on this album, instead of making CDs, I sold my last motorcycle to, to make this CD. And this time we're just going to put it up online so you can download it. We're going to make more stickers, which I got for you. So here's a, uh, this is, awesome. Um, I was telling you about my first drummer, Dan. This yeah. Just me and him. Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam, Korea, in the in the head of the skull. Oh, very cool. And then this is the first album I did. Nice. I was sitting in my, and that's just me and a guitar and garage band. Oh, no kidding. And of course we had it mastered. But. Well, thank you. That's great. And then I was out in, um, giving you a bunch of stuff. And then I was out in, uh, in Seattle, playing in Seattle, somewhere. This guy walked up to me and said, they asked, there's a group that's called up Congress, Stars for Our Troops. And they got permission to cut the stars out of flags 
and give them to people. And they gave oh, me a wow. bunch of them and were like, pass these out to the guys. And there's a whole little thing on here. If I have my glasses, I could probably read it all. But that's for you. And well, then thank you. Appreciate that. I've got more stickers because I know you got a bar. Some of the I'm still here. And then, um, so. Yeah, we'll put oh. one of those on the beer cooler this evening there. There you go. And then there's, uh, and then the more stickers with the hope and all that. And then one of the churches that supports us because it's, I feel like the luckiest man in the world. There's there's individuals, there's churches, there's organizations that give to us to keep us on the road because I think this is important. And in the light of 22 a day, connectivity, and that's what I found here at GFC Highway, the connectivity, veterans looking after each other, and, and the people from the community coming in. It's a community you're building. And in a world where, you know, it's, it's not like after World War II when everybody went to the BFW because we don't a lot of us don't drink and drive like this is not just a bar it's a restaurant and then there's all this music and and what do you do our community's already got a huge problem with alcohol and with drugs especially the opioids so you can come here and whether or not you have a beer there's incredible food there's other tons of other beverages oh yeah and there's community where people can talk to one another so this church gives us this and it's got all like the different branches of like oh that's service. great thank you very it's much it's really really, really cool, cool. Yeah, and then stickers for you oh wow so well, I thank just, you i appreciate um, that that's yeah, very man. kind of you guys there got a couple things here for you uh as well uh, just just uh can't remember us by here on the gypsy highway <laughs> Of course, uh, you gotta have the Gypsy Highway sticker. It's for going the on the guitar case, and uh, of course the koozie. Yeah, that yeah, matches yeah. as well there too. And uh, one of one of the things that uh, we are actively involved in, like on the back of this shirt, is uh, we do a rally every year called the Rev It Up for Awareness Rally. That basically just uh, makes everybody wear the beginning of the season motorcycles around the road. Yeah. And you gotta you know be careful when you're out there. And uh, Put down of course that on phone. the on the front, uh, we've got the Gypsy Highway logo on it here as well too. Dude, so awesome. I got one of these for you and the wife here, but uh, we'd like you guys to take these with you and wear them proudly on the road as you're out traveling around there. And, well, uh, I'm so moved. I'm going to give you the shirt off my back. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so, like, I did this shirt, pet shirts on the back. It got the uh, American flag on one of the arms. It says, I'm still here. That's awesome. And it's got the fish and the idea of love one another in the middle of it. That's very like, cool. A lot of people get this idea of Christ into this crazy ass, weird place. And it's supposed to be about love. Yeah. And so. Oh, well, look at that. That's awesome. I'm wearing the Gypsy Highway shirt. And they'll see us both coming with the nice bright neon colors. That's we got it, going here. man. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. That's awesome. So, so tell me, Virgil, how did you start this thing? What, what happened? Well, it was kind of born out of a love of good food, of course. Like, like you said earlier, my wife is an amazing cook. And we've got Thai food, we've got American food, we've got seafood. A little, bit, a little bit of everything, and a lot, a lot of times I'd get together with friends of mine, and we'd uh, we'd get we'd jam in the basement, we'd practice music, and uh, we'd do this every single week. And then it kind of came a tradition that she'd cook up a big Thai feast for us. So as the weeks would go on, the crowd kind of grew, and it started out growing the basement in my house because the other musicians would want to bring over their wives or their girlfriends, and we'd oh, all yeah, end up hanging yeah. out. We'd have a few drinks, and we'd we'd eat some good groceries, and uh, and then it got to the point where my buddies are like. Hey man, you gotta get her a restaurant. You gotta get her a food truck or something. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, then I got I to agree the point. With oh yeah. Then I got to the point where a buddy of mine started saying, "Well, you know what? If you're not gonna get her a food truck, I'm gonna pay for it. And I'm gonna be your business partner." <laughs> so, so I kind of went back and forth, and um, 
and uh, and eventually we started brainstorming a little bit. And uh, my background, uh, I own an electronics store here in the area called Entertainment Expressions, and it's uh, it's in Bettendorf, Iowa, the neighboring city here. And I sell speaker systems and I do residential and commercial audio video as a background. Yeah. So uh, so and I'm also a musician, obviously. We jam we had the pleasure of jamming together a couple times. You were incredible. Uh, if you guys need a backup guitar player, anybody in the last honky tonk or elsewhere. You can do it. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. You so, are good yeah, I'm a huge motorcycle enthusiast, and as you see, we got a couple cool motorcycles here in the venue on display, and uh, traveled a lot of miles on motorcycles over the years. So, so all the ideas kind of meshed together, and this place was available, and, uh, and it was big enough to make a music venue out of, and a restaurant out of, and and uh, you know, then we had to think, okay, well, how are we going to decorate this thing? And uh, the whole love of motorcycles. Uh, came up with the motorcycle theme of everything around the walls and everything because you know this place was always known and then it has been for over 30 years now 30 as, years as a, sure as a, as a music venue you see it was formerly known as a rusty nail here in the area and uh, so it's always been a, a good good place to go for music enthusiasts um, but then I also wanted to make it a fun place to go for motorcycle rides and things like that and we've we've done a lot of different rides like the rev it up for awareness ride but we've also done things with the combat veterans and they've had some of their events and uh, the CVA yep the CVA is coming out of here is and the CVA combat veteran uh, motorcycles yep that's what it is yep CVA, there's, some, there's some great guys and uh, they've come in here for a few different events had rides out of here and uh, so and, and amongst others we've had like Baca you know Bikers Against Child Abuse and some other actually we have a Baca member that's one of our bartenders here that works awesome. here so so we've uh, been a part of a lot of those communal events but uh, at the same time you know we we like good food you know we're firm believer in good groceries uh, we like good music we, we have uh, we have the open mic thing going on we got bands every Friday and Saturday night quite a few Sundays we do a nice Sunday fun day with blues bands different kinds of bands on the weekends so um, so with the combination of everything you know you can say we, we kind of had a little bit of a you know identity crisis say what are these guys are they a biker bar are they a restaurant are they a music venue well, somehow we figured out a way to kind of make it be all of that. And it's a community. Yeah, we get a pretty eclectic crowd of people. Like you said the other day, you know, we've got uh, we've got Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and we all get along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's true. And, and like, what, you know? what else got me was like, and, and, and many of y'all appreciate this, you know, like, it's, it's, I especially think about it. I was a Division One ball player, but that body's gone, and I'm in that hopefully middle age category and 48 hopefully i'm in the middle um, <laughs> i want to go a lot longer you hear that guy i'm like <laughs> but uh there there were people in their 70s and people in their 30s maybe late 20s here the other night and everybody was having a good time oh yeah like it wasn't just you, you talk about reaching because in community you have that you have the wisdom of the old in the ambition and experience of the youth, and it's all coming together right here in a place that, like, you're busting your hump over there to pay the bills to keep this thing running. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you got a whole staff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is and they do a great job. We've been pretty lucky with the staff that we've got. They all take a personal interest in the place so that you, you can see that they like being here. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's, that's uh, I think, one of those things I, I measure – and then success as a small business owner because I've had a small business for 15 years is can you walk into a place that your staff's happy and they, they want to come to work and they want to show up and uh, for the most part I think we've accomplished that with the majority of the people we've had that work here. Virgil, how do you do that? Like, well, I think it's just a matter of... Uh, do you do it? Well, well, there's two kinds of leaders out there. you got those people that uh, sit in the back and bark commands and tell people to do things and you got the people that run out there and they work right beside everybody. And, and I think you get more respect for when you run out there in the trenches and work with people and help them out as much as you can. 
and uh, you know, basically just just bring each other up together. You know, if uh, if you can get your staff out there making money and they can, you know, they have fun at work and they, they go home with a smile on their face and they feel like you're supportive of their wants and their needs, and then they'll keep trying as hard as they can. What's weird to me though is this like this isn't like your staff. This is like your family. Oh yeah, we're all like a little family around. Like, I told Kay when we yeah. left, I said, and you said to me at one point, you're like, man, I wish we could just hang out more. Yeah. And it's like same kind of crazy. I, I well, and, and I left here thinking to myself, like this is a family. Like you've pulled it off. Like Virgil, there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of businessmen and women, and that's important to make that distinction in this day and age oh, yeah, because sure. sexism and racism and all that still exists. But you've pulled, you and Poi have pulled off something where you you haven't just built a community. You've built a community around the idea of family. Like, you have a place to belong if you come down here. Oh. And I, I can't remember where the guy, what's the guy, your manager's, uh, is that not you? Terry? No, no. I'm talking is about it Terry? Terry? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because he was, like, adjusting stuff the other day, and I said to him, I was like, he introduced himself to me, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the guy that fixes everything when nobody else is around. And, <laughs> and I was just like, so you like the place? You know, like, I was kind of feeling him out, and he's like, oh, this is where I belong. He said something to that degree, like that's not an exact quote. But like he, if it's like he owned the place. It's like this was as much of his place as it is your place. And when I, like that night, sitting here just playing some music, and I've played in a lot of places that I felt weird in. And I felt like I was in my backyard. I felt like I was at 38 Songwriter Radio with Joe Set Rhodes, which I was telling you about who does the, the live stuff all over the country. And... I, but I felt like that. I felt like I belonged. And that doesn't just happen. That's because you do, brother. <laughs> anytime, anytime, you come, anytime you come to town, you got to stop by. We're always going to have some fun, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, hey, we, we, and, like, maybe we can do some kind of awareness thing, like a, a poker run. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. I, I love that kind of stuff. So. Um, I would I would love to do something here. You have a huge veteran community here. It's, it's Rock well, Island's right down the road, right? Or next door to the VA Center. It's, it's literally the next parking lot over here. Is it really? Literally, right next door here, yep. So I uh, love that. Yep, so that's convenient. We've got a big parking lot. It's one of the things that we liked about the place. And when we've done some of our rallies, you know, in the summertime, it, we've put quite a few bikes out there in the parking lot. But, you know, like I said, we, you know, we do a bike night, and then we do different music nights. So it's just different crowds. You know, we get sometimes we, we in our music that we bring in here is uh, every genre. Yeah, so so the crowds change from from night to night, week to week. Really? So that way, you know, I, I, I intentionally plan it that way. That way, I don't have I'm not trying to appeal to the same crowd both Friday and Saturday night. You know, it might be country one night, it might be R and B dance music the next night, it might be rock and roll, it might be blues. Well, you know, I remember when we were when we were playing Tuesday. You said um, one of the things I like about the open mic night is you get this variety of, of folks coming in. Oh yeah. And and I like that too. Like, that's one of the reasons I decided that Kate and I should do lots and lots of open mics this year instead of doing more shows because I still played music, but then I was able to interact with people who were playing from hip-hop to uh, blues to rock and roll. A little country was up there. Yeah. And then different genres of the rock and roll. And it, it, it was just... Like, I think you at one point said, that's the longest version of the Joker you're ever going to hear. <laughs> and it was just on, and it was beautiful. Yeah. You know, because it had this whole blues spin to it that, um... Well, one of the things I got to give to you, I mean, when you were up there playing this past Tuesday, you, know, you stopped in between a couple songs, and you were telling some stories about some of your experiences. And uh, 
it was just dead silence in here. I mean, you, you could have heard a pin drop. I know. I and then you, I mean, and then you, like you said, you had everything from from elderly women to to 18 year old guy wanting to play the drum set, and every single person had their eyes locked at you. They they were listening to every word that you had to say. It's community, man. And, like you have built something that from from politicians to preachers to military leaders. There, there's there's thousands and thousands of books and podcasts about how to be a leader and how to build community and how to do it right. Y'all, come up here and study Virgil for a minute. <laughs> I mean, you've done something though. Like you, there's guys sitting up. They wanted to come here. What Virgil was gonna say? What do you guys think? I, I mean, do you? Am I off on this? I mean, I've only been here a couple times. It, it, like you've done something. Like this is. You know, like the whole idea, and I don't, I don't have any clue of your religious background, but from my thing, having studied the scriptures, Christ says, a new commandment I give you that you love one another. How do you know you're my disciples? Because you love one another. I like, I, I remember reading this thing where you two said, why, why don't you guys call yourselves Christians? And they're like, because uh -uh, that's not what it's about. If other people call us Christians and they see Christ in us and that kind of love and and that's real Christianity. It's not about putting on a suit and tie and going somewhere and belonging or holding up your membership card. It's about freaking love. And that's what I've seen here. Like well, thank you. You've pulled it off. We try to have some fun, man. You know, we do every day we come in here, we try to have a good time. And, you know, I mean, this is this is the uh, place that people go to escape their problems. You know, they, they, the last thing in the world you want to do is uh, sit around here about somebody's bad day they had before they got here. When you get here, it, it's, it's put a smile on your face, have a good time, listen to some good music. Eat some good groceries, you know, and relax. You know, and, and as you know from being a guitar player, I mean, <clears throat> the two things in my life that take my mind off all my worries are either strumming a guitar or riding a motorcycle, you know? If, oh, you, yeah. if, you're, I, doing, if you're doing either one of those two things, you're definitely not thinking about whatever your worries are. Well, let me ask you. So you, you, you were in the Air Force, I think you said? Yeah, told Air me. Force, yeah. How did you get to this point? Well, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I, I originally grew up in this area, and uh, I went to school right down the road here at uh, the local West High School. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, I, I did my travel, went to Texas and California, different places, and, uh, and I ended up coming back to be near family again. And, uh, you know, just uh, like I said, I mean, you know, being in audio video throughout the years and then the love of music and uh, both of listening to it and playing it and the love of travel and motorcycles and food, that's pretty much that all meshed together and here we are. So. Well, that, you know, you, you talked about a lot of things there, <clears throat> but the magic of this isn't the stuff. Virgil, it's how you care for people. People don't stay around if they're not loved, if they're not welcome, if they really don't belong. If they don't belong, it only takes a couple of times and they're like, screw that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So somewhere along there, you really picked up how to love, brother. Cheers, man. Yeah, man. I just, I, like that's why I wanted, I, you know, I think I told you this, I wanted, to do my first podcast of 2020 because my goal is to do, I want to do 100 more podcasts this year. Um, I'm in town tomorrow and the next day and then we're headed to Nashville. Well, Monday's bad because I got to pack up and I picked up a new RV. How long are you in Nashville for? I think we're, what, two days? No, Fort Campbell first um, and then, then Nashville and then two days maybe? Maybe two days. And then yeah, we come through Nashville because I didn't bring my, I gotta show you the guitar I have. The Keith Urban's old guitar player, Brian Nutter. 
I use Keith Urban because everybody knows him. But oh, yeah. Brian Nutter was his guitar player for 20-something years, and he makes Nutter guitars now. And I have a Nutter guitar. When we oh, sold okay. our house, I turned to Kate, and I was like, I want to buy... Like, I'm not... I'm not like you. I'm not a guitar player. I'm a songwriter, and I play a lot of guitar. <laughs> but I want to be a guitar player. I told you I was working on the the pentatonic scale and oh, all yeah. that stuff. And I, I had this really cool guitar that I burned the thing into. And Brian said, anybody buys one of those guitars, I'll because it's, it only has one knob, because I don't know enough to do... I saw you up there, man. Like, you could do... <laughs> you're a great guitar player. Oh, thanks, You man. really are. And... Um, you, you jumped right in on Put Down That Phone, and we turned Put Down That Phone into this hardcore rock and roll something that Eric Clapton would have been proud of being on the stage. It was, it blew me away. Like, you know, it's like this song that I'm singing about because people are texting and driving too much. Yeah. And it's a serious song that's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. But you turned that into something that I couldn't have done on my own, you know, with three chords of the truth. Some magic of music, man. It is. You never it know. really it, is not magical. Sure if, we, if, if we played it again right now, it'd be different, but it still sound good. Oh yeah, well you <laughs> would have that thing going. Um, and then like when you played, uh, when I was when I went into uh, one I love, is it one I love from REM? That was just that, that was a special moment for me because was I was, you know, I, I sing I sing these songs and I think about our tribe. I think about thousands and thousands of people. And it's not just veterans at this point. At this point, Vet Church is made up of people who who want something that's real, who want love, who have experienced pain and suffering, and have come through some real crap. And Fed Up and Effed Up is not just the logo, it's who we are. Yeah. And like to come to a place like this and to play music, like I was just feeling it that night. Like that guy, oh, yeah. drummer, drumming, that too bad you're not going to be around this upcoming Tuesday. i got a couple guys coming in from Chicago that are just unbelievable. Oh, man. One of them messaged me earlier today. That's it, folks. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around, man. Pulling the plug. We're staying here. <laughs> no, Dave, we're more common. So, so Dave, uh, the guy I'm going to interview on, is it Tuesday night or Wednesday morning? I don't know. David Carlin. Okay. He's a, he's a huge, um, he was part of Schwarzkopf 100. And... He, he's a motorcycle rider. He's in a well-known club. I'll let him say which club if he wants to. And uh, he got me my first gig in a motorcycle club, our band, back when we had a little band there in Florida. And um, and it was a little scary because, you know, one thing we don't have a lot of tolerance for it's people that are lying. <laughs> and I didn't want to stand up there and be a liar. I wanted to be really who I was. Yeah. And I didn't have, like, I couldn't do what you do where I play, like, just incredible this song, the next song, the next song. And I only had this little set list, and they asked me to do, um, it was a real special night. It was a celebration of life. And I played in front of this motorcycle club. It was awesome. And, you know, that was 160,000 miles ago. Yeah. And a lot of gigs in between, but oh, yeah. I can't, you know. I would stay here. This place is awesome. Well, anytime you're passing through, man, we'd love to have you stop by. Well, I appreciate it. Um, so l- let me ask you a couple more places, uh, questions, guys, because yeah, you know you've got a wealth of knowledge. Whether or not you recognize it, <laughs> I recognize it. And when somebody screws up, 
to run an empire like you've got, how do you love somebody and still correct them? I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but well, I know you've had to have done it. You've had to pull this off. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a one-minute manager, if you're familiar with that. No, I'm not. Tell and, uh, us all. Like, well, I mean, there's a, there's a series of books out there about it, but uh, basically, uh, you know, I think you need to bring it direct to somebody when they make a mistake. And then, uh, you know, just, just let them know exactly what's going on. Honesty. Honesty. And bring it as direct as you can. And then, obviously, uh, build them back up because uh, the majority of people that you have around you, the reason they're around you is because their benefits outweigh the, the disadvantages there. And if a, if a person's worth uh, salvaging, you just bring it direct to them, tell them what the problems are, and then uh, tell them what they need to do to fix it. And then from there, you know, build them back up with all the great things that they're doing, positive reinforcement. And I think that works every time. That's always a... Uh, method that I choose to go with. Yeah. Now, did, so, you, did you pick that up while you're in the military, or when you're a young man, or is it something like you've had to go, you know, I want to build a kingdom like this, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in and learn how to do it? Well, I've been in management for a lot of years. I, uh, I worked for a big electronics store that uh, they moved me into management uh, right away, right out of the Air Force. Yeah. And I had about uh, 35 employees or so over there. And then I uh, broke apart and started my own business, you know, shortly after that, back in 2005, Entertainment Expressions I told you about, and uh, hired and fired and trained a lot of people over the years. And, uh, you know, then, of course, this place is a relatively big staff, too. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, after a while, you know, you just get used to dealing with people. You know, and you kind of you know what to expect, what not to expect, and, uh, and you know, recognize people for what their strengths are. And, uh, you know. Seeing strengths in people. It's almost a lost art. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think uh, a lot of people get in a mindset to where they become bitter and they just automatically hate everybody. And you can't be that way. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, that old, not, not to quote old, you know, sayings or cliches or whatever, but, you know, the whole, you know, life is uh, 2% what happens to you, 98% how you react to it or whatever you want that to be. I think there's a lot of truth in that, you know. And then uh, every day you got to wake up and uh, choose your attitude, you know, and choose to be happy or choose to be sad. Yeah. Get out there, you know, try your hardest every single day. My, no matter how hard you got to work or how many hours you got to put in, make sure you find a little bit of joy. If you, if, you, if you lay your head down on your pillow at the end of the night, feel like you accomplished something. I mean, you know how it is, you go out and you mow the yard on a nice sunny summer day. And you go into the house and you're like, man, you know, get that cold beer and you feel good about it. Yes, well, I think every human being has a need to feel like they accomplished something every single day. And, uh, and if you can help people feel that way, you know, you know I think satisfaction grows deep down inside of you there. <sighs> Thank you, sir. Not a problem. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Not a problem. We cheers. Cheers. Um, you said something there that that you know, I, in my journey, I got out. I was medically retired. I didn't want to be retired. I did a tour to Afghanistan, a tour to Iraq. I came back. I was angry, and and I'm not talking mildly pissed. I'm. I was angry. Well, I imagine. I mean, you know, I'm a veteran, but I didn't see the combat like what you did. And I imagine some of the things that you've seen and experienced would make a person extremely angry. Well, and it wasn't even like, like I, I, you know, I went into the Korngal Valley, but I wasn't the guy on the ground. I was a chaplain, you know, like I'm flying around. I'm not driving in the convoys. I mean, and yet at the same time, like if we get in that comparison thing, it doesn't work because something happened and I just, I jumped right into the anger. Like, I nurtured it a little bit. Like, the more, you you know, I was hurt, and so I'd think about it. It's a virgin, like, getting angrier and angrier and angry. And then the VA was, and, and they've changed this now. But at first, it was like, what's your scale of 1 to 10? What's your pain? Oh, here's some more pills. 
And so pretty soon, I'm addicted. Like when I when I decided to get off, it was because a doctor looked at me and said, "Like you're taking 80 milligrams of Paxil every day. That's too much." At least for me. And through the, their help and marijuana, I got off all that stuff. And something happened where I li- I lost something. I lost that joy that you're talking about. I lost the joy of just cutting the grass and going, wow, look at that. Yeah. And I used to. I, I had a, it's funny you use that because I, before the military, when Kate and I got married, we had a lawn business. And it was, a, it was kind of like an empire like you've got. And the weird thing is, I, 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 I misspoke. It's not you. It's an empire that you've let all these folks have. Yeah, we have, yeah. It's a we. Like, yep. you do that, and, and like, and people are fine and joy. And um, was it was it my uncle's wife, the one who went to Vietnam, she said to me, we've been praying that you find your joy. Because at first, I'm just screaming, like, the song's like, I don't care. You played that song with me, um, PTSD. And I'm just, and all my music, like, on that first album, it's all hurt. It's pain. It's about the song Johnny Cash isn't about Johnny Cash. It's about me wanting to go see Johnny Cash because I'm going to kill myself. And I I go to my wife and I'm like, here's the Porsche you should buy with the insurance money. And she's like, what the heck are you talking about? And now today I'm finding joy. Like I'm finding joy in the little things like sitting around, hanging out, coming here. I was excited about coming here tonight. And you're like, this is... One of your favorite bands is gonna play. Oh yeah, these guys are great. Excitement, you know. Tell like, me, man, you gotta stick around. We're gonna stick around right. and um, and eat more food. I mean, we've had <laughs> we've had the, the what were those rolls? The soul rolls. Soul yeah. rolls. And they are soul rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the and the chicken with the peanut sauce. And now uh, we're gonna have what's the other thing we're gonna need? The shrimp. Travis said, try the shrimp. Oh, yeah. And I asked Boy. Shrimp is a blanket, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, that's what, and yeah. Boy was like, there's no cheese, you can have it. Then you're going to get the pants on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what about the chicken noodles? Okay, America. All of that church, listen to this. The best, I've been eating chicken noodle soup since I was this tall. And so a friend of mine who I went to Afghanistan with, living around the corner, he's not doing so hot in bed. And whoever's cooking, if they've you got chicken soup in the back, I'm taking a quart back home to him. That's the best chicken noodle soup I've ever had. Well, like Campbell's, Campbell's ought to be knocking down the door right now, <laughs> right? I mean, that's made from scratch. All the noodles are rolled out. It's like grandma. Those used to noodles make are this thick. Oh yeah, you know, roll them out with a roller fence, slice them. Yeah. Boil them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know. I used to look like a you know, starving uh, you know, man back in the day, but look at this now, you know? Boy, I'm proud look of at this. both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, joy. Like, you've cultivated joy. Yeah, well, I mean, well, joy comes through music and good beer and good food. I mean, really, I mean, what, you know, what more is there, especially in the wintertime? I'll tell you something else that there's more. Like, I was talking to you, like, let's maybe do a poker run or something to support next door and, and to support this, this community you're building. And... The other, like, there's other bars in the area. Let's do a poker run or something. Let's do it. Because um, we're trying to go, it's in September, we're trying to go to Scotland to play. And uh, I got to be back for in October because I got a music festival in Pensacola. And so we're trying to, yeah, scheduling is so hard sometimes. <laughs> but um, I, you showed me this little dog with doggles. Oh, yeah. And talk about joy, like I ha- and I showed you my schnauzers. Yep. And 
tell us about the doggles. Come on. Let's <laughs> like put a well, smile on my face, man. We got, we got the little Yorkie that's a local celebrity when it comes to riding. He's, uh, we've got one of the little dog carrier bags, a tea bag, they call it, that uh, mounts on the back of a tour pack of my Ultra Classic. And uh, this little dog perches up on top of that with his little doggles on. And, uh, you know, he's seven years old now. He's been riding since he was a puppy. Really? And uh, yeah, we, so we take him everywhere. We go a lot, of the, a lot of the regular routes that we do, you know, along in Illinois, along 84, and, and uh, stop at different places. If, if he's not with us, everybody's asking, where's he at? His name's Lucky. So that's, uh, that's our little fur baby. And, uh, <laughs> Dude, he's <laughs> and, awesome. And he's a badass little biker. Hey, do you got kids? No kids. It's just the dog here. Just so like me and Kate. We got yeah. our dogs to become... No. Family. Oh, yeah, they are. They are. You know, if anybody doesn't like dogs, you can't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> There's some there, man. Um, well, you know, it's like I, somewhere with, with getting Doc, and he's my littlest one, my schnauzer, I started thinking that's when they started, like, really giving me a lot of pain pills. And I started thinking about dog backwards as God. And like, how do you approach God? Just don't tell him that because he already thinks that. Oh, I know. Like, he's yeah. like, Doc really does. Like, he's got to. He's like, hey, wake up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take me out. Exactly. Well, and, and, and I started thinking about how important the relationship between our animals and our well-being is. Well, I got to imagine that that probably helps out quite a bit with PTSD and other things that are veteran-related there as well because uh, no matter how bad your day is, when you see that little dog, it's gonna put a smile on your face. Yeah, man. Oh, I, no, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's one of those things that, and then no matter what you did uh, yesterday, you could have yelled at him right before you went to work. You know, you know, there's that joke out there. You know, lock, lock your dog and the wife in the trunk and see which one's happy to see you when you open it up later. You know, and, and it's, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Kale had the dog after me. <laughs> No, really, don't try that. I'm no. kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, I mean, that's my point is that, uh, you know, they always manage to put a smile on your face. And, uh, you know, again, like we were talking about earlier, any of those kind of moments that you can manage to grasp throughout the day. And if you can figure out a way to lay your head down on that pillow at the end of the day and feel like you accomplished something, you know, you made somebody's day better, you, uh, you got something done, you know, that, 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 that's just a good way to live, man. I think that's a, you know, that, that, I think that, that's a good way to take your mind off your woes, if you will. Yeah. Well, and I see it. I mean, like Virgil is so important. And in light of the fact that 22 of us, of our tribe, every single day have killed themselves. And, and somebody said to me, well, it's not 22 now. And, and I played that song up there, 22 Shadows. Like, I still think about it. Like, if it's just two veterans a day killing themselves. It's too many. It's too many. And... And you can't get to a place where you're ready to die if you're still experiencing joy. Oh, absolutely. Experiencing joy. Like, my when my aunt was praying for that, it hurt, man. Like, I, like we're driving down. When we, we were in Idaho, and I found out one of the sergeants that knows a story about me, that was part of a story with me, where, where like, some crazy colonel tried to, like, get, like ruin my career. And then he wound up on national headline. I'm not saying nothing because you could everybody in the world would Google him, and it's not fair. <laughs> People make mistakes, but this this sergeant was in the room, and he's only three years younger than me. Like so, I'm I was four. He's 45. I'm 48, and he was driving down the road, and his heart stopped. They, they pried his hands from the steering wheel. Wow. 
and like and I hear all these stories you know about pain and, and lymphoma and burn pits and Asian orange and 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 like the late one lady that was talking to me last Tuesday when I was saying her uh, next a neighbor right down the road a Vietnam vet took his own life at that point all of those folks that are taking their own life they don't have any joy and what can happen is when you're around it a lot you can start losing your joy oh yeah and like and I decided screw that for the sake of Sergeant Price and the others who have gone on before I'm gonna experience joy it's been hard. Like, that's one of the reasons I had to come to your place. And, and Alan over there was like, no, no, you want to go to a place where they appreciate good music. Yeah. <laughs> and he told me to come here. And, and you don't just appreciate it. You guys celebrate it. Um, He's a great musician himself, too, by the way. I don't know. Is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he played me something else. Did like, he? I was really, it, it was the... What's the name of their place again? Let's do a little commercial for them. A&M Guitar Works. A&M, if you need your guitar fixed and you're oh, in town, yeah. Alan's good. He's very good. And the lady sitting behind the desk taking the notes or whatever and running the credit card, she wrote some incredible songs. And she's got a unique style of voice. And Alan pushed her to write songs just like, you know, I've pushed some of y'all to write stuff. It was good. Like, oh, it was yeah. really good. I was well, not. If you're thinking of Rebecca, I think that might be who you're it, thinking of. She, she's Rebecca. I was so, going to pull it up, but it's yeah, all there. But yeah, she, she's an outstanding musician. But but Alan's got several different people that work for him over there that, that are musicians or. Well, he's created a family too. Yeah, yes, he has. He's done a good job with it. He told me about it. He, like, he, he, he's got a picture up on the wall of all the people that work there, and he was oh, pointing yeah. out, like, and, yep. and I was just like, how lucky am I? Because I, I called Rain Song Guitars, and I was like, hey, man, that thing. And they're like, ah, oh, it's an LL Braggs thing. They can either cut it off or it's a plug and play. Mm-hmm. It just sticks in the back of the guitar, you know, and, and when you're lucky enough to have a relationship with a company that takes care of you a little bit, like Rain Song Guitars does for me. That's great. Because I can't do what I do without that. Because that carbon fiber, you, you saw it. Oh, that's I mean, cool. That's got mojo. Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it just, and it's, I've played it so many times. And I mean, I went in there and they're like, we got rid of our artist program. And I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want to be a program guy. I want to be in a relationship with the company because look what you've let me do. You, without that carbon fiber guitar, especially in the beginning, I couldn't have played all over the country. You know, easy and portable. It is. Yeah. And it doesn't like heat, snow, whatever. Yeah. Pull it out of the box. It's in tune at least to itself. Sure. And and you heard it like I broke the, the G string and then did another song after that one, just to show everybody what a cool guitar. And you know, and I had the square amps, the old radio. Yeah, I don't, did, I don't know if you ever showed these guys that, that amp or not. Oh yeah, it's been out okay, there. Okay. Ever, yeah, oh. that thing's got to be one of the coolest things I've ever Whoop. seen. I actually, I think, I think I probably told three people about it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, they can make like he can make anything into an amp, just about. Like he's got put it in there, right? He called me, like you know, he made that thing for me. And Chris Stapleton's one of his guys. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, like if you go to the Square Amps website, like Chris Stapleton has his amps and all these other great musicians. And he calls me up. He's like, I want to make you this amp. Because it came out of a B-something bomber from World War II. And we're going to turn a tool of war into a tool of peace. Or He worded it somehow that was yeah. much more eloquent than that. <laughs> and um, thank you, Matt. <laughs> and, but... He was giving it to me and showing me all, and he set up my whole pedal board. 
dude is awesome. And he shows me this little guitar. His dad had given him, like, not guitar, amp. His dad had given him, like, a Tonka truck, right? For, I don't know, Christmas one year or something, right? It's one of those little trucks you roll. He mounted a speaker in it, put a port on it, and it's all the thing, he plugged it in, and he's like, watch, it actually plays. <laughs> it was awesome. He loves his toys, you can tell. Well, yeah. Yep. I mean, well, let me ask you something. How do you learn to play the guitar as well as you do? Well, I've been playing since I was about 12 years old. It's yeah. kind of a funny story. I had a, I had an uncle who took me, well, actually he's my uncle now, but at the time he was just uh, my aunt's boyfriend. He was a guitar player, and I used to walk, go over and watch him and his buddies get together and practice and play. And I, and I was a young kid playing saxophone, and uh, my mom went out and bought me the saxophone, and it was one of those things that she thought was cool, more her idea than mine. And uh, you know, and she spent a lot of money on it. I mean, she had to pay payments on these things for you know for oh yeah, you know, whatever it was, you know. And uh, anyways, uh, the, this this guy, I mean, it's amazing he was brave enough to do this because he considered he was just dating my aunt at the time. One day uh, he decides to take me and my saxophone out to the local pawn shop, trade it in an electric guitar, without even running it by my mom. No, <laughs> she had no way. idea. <laughs> no way. So as you can imagine, she was about ready to tear his head off his shoulders. And uh, so, so the deal that they ended up, the, the peace offering in the middle was that he was gonna give me a few guitar lessons for free, for for like a year, and I, and I would go over to his house. Uh, once a week, and I, would, and I would watch his band jam, and he taught me some of the basic, you know, pentatonic scales and things like that that are out there, and uh, and, and I kind of build off of that, you know, and just just uh, just listening to music all the time, and uh, you know, taking a few random lessons over the years, and nowadays you can just jump on YouTube, yeah, and uh, you know, pretty, pretty much any song you want to learn, you can just jump on how to play whatever, and, well, and, uh, and there you go, you know. It's incredible. Oh, it is. It is. When you were in the Air Force, did you play? Oh yeah, yeah. I played in my years in the Air Force, and you know. I'd, Taught some guitar lessons out in California when I was stationed at uh, Beale Air Force Base out there. That's like a little side thing for Where's a Beale couple at? years. It's uh, Northern California, Marysville, Yuba City area. Uh, yeah, you know, originally SR. Is that where we spent the night, Kate? It was near Yuba City. Yeah, it's, it's 45 minutes north of Sacramento, and then you got Marysville and Yuba City there. So Can I tell you a story the U2 about planes that? are there. The whole yeah. U2. You want to know yep. a crazy story? That's it. So I'm angry. Like, you ever heard of, like, the cattle on a thousand hill thing? So, like, here we are living in the minivan. In the minivan. Y'all have seen the minivan. We don't live in it no more. I'm pissed off. It was a nice minivan. Don't get me wrong. But when you're living in the minivan, <laughs> it's a little that's, nuts. That's a, that's a different spin. Here I am with a doctorate degree, retired, you know, had a top secret clearance, all this cool stuff. I'm in a minivan. And, and I'm pissed. And I'm like, and a friend of mine had said, don't worry, man, God's got the cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah. And, I, and like, we had just come back from somewhere and we realized, like, our bank account, we only had, like, it was less than $100 in our, in our, on the vet church credit thing. It's $100. I'm in California. Only know, like, one of the ladies that I went to Afghanistan was nearby. And she's a, she's a student with two, she's a mom. I can't ask her for any money. And I haven't really asked anybody for any money anyway. So I go on this rant and I tell God just how effed up I think the whole thing is. Cow on a thousand hills, all BS. We go back, we park at the fam camp there on that Air Force base. There's a little fam camp. But I don't have enough money to get a regular spot. So I'm like, when you pull up, they it's $10 a night and you can just plug your cord in over yep, there. Yep. So we go to walk the dogs and there's thousands of cows just moving this way. And I pulled, I got a little video of it and I like videoed it and I was like, 
I felt really weird because it's like here I am screaming at God like and it wasn't pretty and it wasn't clean it was just Matt Williams angry vulgar hurt all my vulnerability just letting it out and then I get back there and then there's thousands of cattle and guess what today what's a year or so later we're okay the bank account ain't full never is but it never is that's <laughs> never just is. it you know like and we're still here yep. and we're part of a family and i'm finding some of that joy good so you were there playing guitar sorry that was an off that was <laughs> sidetrack but <laughs> but man how long were you know, out of the air force four years four years yep dude hey to your service brother oh yeah thank you brother you too man to you yeah man it was a lot, a lot of fun years, a lot, a lot of good friends, you know how that goes. Yeah. Keep in touch with a lot of them there still. And Did you ever go to Eglin Air Force Base? Nope, never made it down there. I grew up right outside Eglin Air Force Base in a little place called Niceville. And so when I joined the Army, because my dad was in the Army, everybody that I knew was like, are you nuts? Brian, if you're on right now, I can still hear you saying, what did you do that for? <laughs> Actually, I initially had thought about going in the Army, and then I had an uncle who was in the Air Force that uh, talked me out of it. Good, and, uh, move. You know, Good uncle. And, but, uh, but you know what? I, I, you know, I, I admire, I had friends in every branch, and I've heard great stories from, from everybody's different experiences that they've had. And, uh, did you, you know, meet Poi one year? I didn't, actually. I met, I met her uh, several years later after getting out of there. But, yeah. uh, but I still got a lot of great friends from those days, and I, I, where I lived at, I, I had some good friends at Marines out of Camp Pendleton. I'd drive, take the road trip down to there every once in a while, stay with those guys, and you know, a lot, a lot of good parties, a lot of good memories, you know, over those years. And, now, did you play some of the parties and stuff back then? Were you, um, were you as proficient then as you are now? They get a little bit better every year, but I mean, I'd bust out the acoustic in the, the barracks and when we were having parties and stuff like that, you know how that goes. I, oh yeah. And we all could go into hours with the stories about crazy shit we've seen in there, but. Uh, <laughs> well, you can play though. Like you, like I was telling Brian Nutter when he was making me this guitar. I said, you know, you're making a guitar more for Joe Strummer than you are for Eric Clapton. Like this is. There's not a whole lot of Eric Clapton's out there, so. No, but you're <laughs> nowhere near that. <laughs> you're at least on the ladder's rung. I'm like, I'm not even in the parking lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, it's it's incredible to me sometimes when I can just I watch guys like you play. Well, really, the the thing that makes you better is just is just to play with as many other musicians as you can, and you pick some up, and then really your idea of switching from just doing shows to doing open mic jams probably will grow you quite a bit as a musician I imagine. I, so, I think it probably will too. Yeah. And, I've, and it, because I'm in, in the music, the last Hawk Dog music yeah. series, I've played with a lot of great people. Yeah. And, and it's like I'm not the guy I was three years three years ago. What, what was it Kate? Like every show I'd break the strings after the second song. Like I would always take two guitars if I did a show well, that just tells me that your anger level's down now a little bit. It really is. <laughs> well, it was, and, and like, you know, I really think, I think Joseph Rhodes of 38, her and, uh, what's his name, uh, Shannon, for, for keeping, they, they have this open mic, but it's, it goes out over the internet, so anybody, because you're already paying for the whatever, you know, the licenses, and so anybody can go on there 
And I thought that was cool because my mom was dying of cancer. And so I'd go over there so my mom could hear me play on the radio, you know. And um, I'm sure I, she enjoyed that. I think she did. You know, yeah. like she, she, I have one song where I it's talk about being naked and she didn't like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know she didn't like that, but the rest of it, it was good. And well, I, I, hey, so is there anything you'd like to say to Vet Church, to any veteran out there who's struggling or doing well? Anything about business, well, building I, community? Just to piggyback on what we said earlier, I mean, uh, first off, you know, thank you veterans for everything that you guys have done out there, especially all the combat vets out there that have made major sacrifices. And, uh, you know, just figure out a way to smile every day. You know, figure out a way to put your head in that pillow, feel like you accomplished something. And, uh, and that I think regardless of how small it is, whether it's mowing the yard or whether it's, uh, you know, going in and, and scrubbing the bathroom, whatever it is that, that uh, lets you lay your head down on that pillow at the end of the day and feel like you accomplished something, that, that kind of makes it worthwhile. Yeah, man. No, no matter how big or how small it, it possibly is there. And I, I think that's, uh, people have the, the core need to feel like, like they did something, they made some kind of a difference, no matter how big or how small it is. Well, I appreciate you encouraging us and, and taking your time and creating this. This didn't just happen, and I get it. It didn't just happen that you have the kind of friends that want to come back here and listen to this, and that you got community up there. There's people live. Y'all can hear it. Yeah, they're know? starting to show up now. The dinner crowd a little bit, and we had another band to be up here in a couple hours. And uh, you know, by by eight thirty, nine o'clock, this place will be full. So and I'm gonna so play some pinball. You should. I recommend that. We have pinball. That's a little. That's a little stress therapy right there too, brother. Right, man. <laughs> Dude, thank you very much, Virgil. Hey, my pleasure, man. Appreciate my pleasure. It. Anytime. And like I said, anytime you guys are passing through town, we'd love to have you stop and see. And this is it. You know, in, in Vet Church now, we have applied for 501c3 status or whatever. Because there, there's a veteran right over there just walked in here, and that guy's you know, a Navy veteran there in Vietnam. Vietnam. So, yep. Yes, sir. Yep. Thank you for your service, sir. That's what they say anyway. <laughs> but, um, hey, thank y'all for, for tuning in, for being part of that church. If you're anywhere, um, the, the nearest guy I know is Joe, Chicago. Um, come on down, Joe. Come on down here. This is a great a joke place of music, man. He's got a killer band. We'll get up here on Tuesday uh, night then. So, uh, Anyway, y'all come down, get some good food, play some pinball, relax a little bit. Uh, y'all know what Virgil looks like. There's uh, the whole, anything you guys want to add? Okay. Come on down and have a good time. Yeah. Yep. All right, folks, thank you very much. I love y'all. Look forward to doing more and more and more and more and more of these interviews because, because we're important. Absolutely. Our lives are important. Absolutely. And what we're doing is important. Thanks, brother. Thank hey. you. Let's toast to everybody. Absolutely. If you don't have a cold beer in your hand, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> of course, there's a lot of people that don't drink anymore, but there is O'Doul's. <laughs> there is, there is. Turn that thing off, Kate. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.